0: you're hearing this when this comes out this is the first episode of is this the way if there's already 12 other episodes you listen to it's because we backfilled this is where we started this is the starting point for us it's not the starting point for the series this is not the starting point for a casual listener i'd say either this is just the starting point from where andy and i to start decided to start talking about mandalorian on the internet uh andy is more knowledgeable than me in star wars i will say that out front andy might disagree i will say that i seem to be the most knowledgeable person in star wars that the casual person seems to know when i'm at work people ask me about star wars i ask other people about star wars and one of them that's why andy's here he's uh he's my personal wikipedia uh my name is Aaron Michael Marsh. Thank you for listening. And this is Andy Leonard's. Andy, can you join us on the show? You can unmute yourself. You're not in yes. trouble.
1: Thank there you. There we Thank go. Thank you so much Thank for you. asking me. Yes. Uh, and, and, <laughs> at, oh, in both cases, to, to join you in this and and to, to ask me to unmute. Oh, for sure. We are starting yes.
0: at Season 2, Chapter 11, The Heiress. Yes. Directed by Bryce Dallas Har- Howard. I was yes. called her... Bryce Dallas Harper, <laughs> which is the combination of three friends in the comedy scene out here in Los Angeles. Uh, that's their names. But um, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this. This is her second episode. She's directed a Mandalorian. Yes. The first one was the one with the, the ATST.
1: Yes. On the agrarian moon.
0: Mm-hmm. She uh, created the wonderful imagery of the meme of Baby Yoda drinking the soup. Mm -hmm. not caring about what's going on
1: yes broth right (laughs) yeah the broth or or contested some say it's tea uh, but we all know it's broth or or some sort of soup yeah
0: she did bring back more soup
1: yes (laughs) i feel like that's her contribution to the mandalorian season it's her bizarre signature is that she's
0: like hey uh when i show up shoops shows up i wonder when on her film days if you like are assigned to her episodes if her catering is soup
1: i hope so complete with complete with face hugging hugging looking uh squid
0: yeah i didn't like that i was uncomfortable it was very very anime sexual i'll call it i was um indy can you tell us what happened this episode
1: yeah i can so uh first off the the um the title uh, the heiress is referring to someone we're going to meet in this episode and so uh, the Mandalorian is is in essence limping the razor crest to the uh, estuary moon Trask uh, getting the frog lady uh, in touch with her husband who's waiting we'll call Uh, him the
0: frog man
1: well yeah frog I think (laughs) I (laughs) think I think he's actually called frog man. I think she's called frog lady. Like they don't have names quite yet, which um maybe sort of a, a little kill bill kind of like withholding maybe. Yeah. As a person uh, who
0: watches it with closed captioning and it just says frogs speaking. I'm so mad about it.
1: Yeah. I, I also have switched to watching with closed captioning because uh, then, then I, it gets me reinforcement on who who's talking and what their, what their names are. Uh, So, um, and like, like we're hinting with that, we we do get a number of new characters introduced in this. And so probably the one of the more exciting bits and some of the really cool CG is uh, the fact that the Razorcrest is, is having a Millennium Falcon moment, if you will. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lots of systems are not online. uh, And it makes for a a remarkably dicey entry into uh, into the atmosphere of the moon. Um, uh, Pretty cool to see uh, to see that. In um, a little nod to reuse, uh, we see an Imperial Walker uh, that's turned into a crane fish them out when their landing uh, kind of goes a bit askew. So um, from a thematic perspective, um, we see a lot of, uh, or we see the reuniting of the frog lady with the frog man. Uh, and then the, the reason for uh, Mando bringing the frog lady there um, is in essence to get this contact with more Mandalorians. Uh, and so that- Did in he essence, finds. Yes. And which madness ensues, in, which he finds in a roundabout way <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or, or perhaps it would be better to say the other Mandalorians notice that he's there looking for Mandalorians. Uh, and and so we get a you know few bit of, of go to the local watering hole, which apparently has a soup available from the hose that's in the ceiling. And, uh, and then I wanted get to know more about that. Cause he's yeah. like, I want
0: chowder. And he's like, that's my chowder hose. Like if he wanted a bisque, he's like, oh yeah, the bisque hose is over here. Yeah. Well, like, it's like how many hoses? I wanted well, to see many hoses instead of one hose that just magically had the one you needed, like a soda gun from a bar. I was exactly. like, no, no, I was you like, every bar back zoops. and
1: bartender wants to know the backstory, right? This needs to be yeah. in the visual, this needs to be in the visual guide. Um, but, well, if it's going to
0: be a restaurant, I go to at Disneyland in 20 years
1: and it probably will right so uh mandalorian uh gets uh gets hooked up with um some of Corrin. Corrin are the folks that look like uh, davy jones from uh from mm-hmm. the Hearts of the caribbean uh, the squid guys or squid heads whatever uh, perhaps um moderately not nice thing you've you've used to i think call that's the a corn. slur it is i'm pretty <laughs> sure but not, not totally sure and um gets uh, he gets connected with a, a crew of uh, of corran um, and they decide to to take him to meet the quote unquote mandalorian that they've seen or the others like uh like dinjarin like mando uh and in 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 essence him on that journey he gets uh duped into uh into a situation where he's able to be caged uh in with a giant squid looking um like the sarlacc of the sea maybe mm-hmm. uh and and the lure of course is that the corn, uh the corn pushed baby yoda in and baby yoda is swallowed by this squid a little moment of silence for the adorable floating egg-shaped uh, uh container for baby yoda, which, which seems
0: which- to be broken
1: which seems to be broken, like and not obviously fixed. So, uh, not sure, you know, not sure what happened to that. Curious
0: to see if that's fixed in the next episode. Yes, it'll be or if they hold that to be broken. Um, that's where we meet our our band of
1: yes, that's of where pirates. we that, that's where we meet our, our well our, our pirates meet a band of Mandalorian. Um, yes. And, and one thing that, you know, I think a lot of people were, were hoping for is a lot of jetpack action. Uh, mm-hmm. And we definitely got that in this episode. Uh, and then, so we, we are introduced for the live action debut of uh, Bo-Katan uh, Creese. Uh, she's the leader of the Night Owls. Uh, and she's flanked by Casca, um, uh, what's her name? Sorry. Casca Reeves, or Casca Reeves, sorry. That's the played- one played by... Played Sasha by Banks. Sasha Banks. Um, which folks are like Mercedes Sasha Banks. something or other. Yeah, in her Mercedes, real name. Yeah, Mercedes Vernata. Um or Vernada or Vernado. I think it's Vernada. Uh, but Mercedes- I try Mercedes- not to
0: learn the wrestlers' real names because it just confuses my fandom.
1: Yeah, well, I did see some people complaining about like, well, you know, if Sasha Banks is in this episode, why should she credited? And so I was like, well, it's, com- it's complicated. Well, she is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so she's playing, uh, she's playing Costca Reeves, um, who's also a member of the Night Owls. You can see uh, the Night Owl crest on their left uh, pauldron. Uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, Axe Wolves, uh, who's, who is who... Uh, if you if you have heard of the Night Owls, just as a quick aside, Axe Wolves may end up being sort of the Eric Erlandson, or, or he may be to the Night Owls what Eric Erlandson is to the grunge band Hull. Um He appears to be one of the few male members of Night Owls. But
0: I'm going to be really proud of the five people that completely follow that reference. Um, I want to get back to the Night Owls yes, a yes. little we, later.
1: Yeah, so would, so, so we,
0: basically they the, the big tell Mando that the, they'll tell him where he can find Jedi if he helps not- them out.
1: Yeah, well, and, and we, we will we will come back to this, but the big thing is 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 the way that they meet after they've saved Mando,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and so I don't know if you want to talk about that now or or later, but to me that's one of the big pieces that comes that Helmets comes off. Out of this. Helmets off, right? And so we yeah. get a we get a we get a call back to uh, episode to chapter nine where the way that uh, Cobb Vanth and so Mando's already conditioned to be like there are, there are fake Mandalorian out there, so he's convinced these are more yeah. fake Mandalorian.
0: These masked off mandalorians yeah um i want to get into that little further detail because to- there's history to that
1: to- totally there's totally histories but so, so that's a waypoint for where we're headed um but the yeah. the exchange there is in essence uh, one of ideological difference uh such that the mando doesn't really want to be part of uh or initially does not want to be part of this group even though they saved his butt uh and he pieces mm-hmm. out on uh, on another uh, another cool moment of jetpack action with baby yoda and in in that kind of thing of of kind of like, uh, uh, thanks for saving me, but I'm not going to deal with you guys. <laughs> and uh-huh. so he uh, he pieces out. Um, and so we we get that bo katan moment. We get a little bit of the different pieces. Uh, we get a you know quick nod that that Sasha Banks isn't playing who a lot of us thought she was going to be playing, uh, which we'll come back to later. Is not you know an uh-huh. important bit, but but moderately interesting from a fan fan prediction perspective. Um, and then in essence, we kind of have this situation of, of, okay, well, Mando meets the, he meets the people he's looking for. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, I don't like you guys. I'm going to take my, I'm going to take my child <laughs> and get the heck out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And then, um, and they, they weren't up and up with them. I mean, you know, yeah, well, and, they and, changed and- the deal. They well, they, which which is further further on, right? So um, so after they meet, I forget the um, <laughs> I forget the a reintroduction point. So I lean on you for that. But but they end up um, meeting up. Oh, I'm sorry. So Mando goes back to the platform. So there's one of these platforms mm-hmm. in the Estuary Moon, and and news travels fast. Apparently, uh, that. Uh, that the Corrin, uh that were on that crew that tried to dupe Mando and st- and they were in essence right, trying to like, steal you killed my brother. Yeah, they're trying to steal. They're trying to steal my arm. Uh, uh, the the armor. You killed my brother. Um, prepare to die. Oh, well, he didn't really say that, but um, and but so if it was again, father, of
0: the bride Mandalorian, he would have.
1: It would have. It would have been. It would have been a. a, a would have been a moment of of fan service that no one wanted, um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Uh, proof that the that the night owls are tracking uh, that they're tracking Mando. Uh, they swoop in as his backup to help what would have been um, a, a pretty uh, dire Straight for Mando at that point. Um, there's at least you know like five or six Corrin that are 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 looking to uh, they're spoiling for a fight. I think is what they say. Um, yep. so at that but moment, they save his butt again. Yeah, they save his butt again, and at that moment there's a little bit more that's sort of shared. And so the idea that or the the notion here is that the Bo Katan is trying to to give him a little more explanation for how the path that he's been walking is is one of potentially from some perspective zealotry or uh, a bit of an extremist perspective, um, and trying to point out the what she stated that you know the armor's been in her, uh, there's been in her family for three generations. You know, this is somebody whose whose sister ruled Mandalore, um, and you know she's this is the clan she's part of. You know, this is the the sort of pedigree that's behind kind of that. So we can get into the the house clan thing at a later point, um, just to to give you a little bit of the richness and connections. Uh, the the writers have spent a lot of time interweaving the the lore around. Mandalore um mm-hmm. and so if you want if you if you are into that there it can be cool to kind of go deep in those directions so we get in essence this idea of okay yeah we're cool <laughs> thanks for saving my butt again and then they're like yeah that's great we didn't just save your butt because you know you're a Mandalore we need your help uh yeah, exactly and so, now you owe us now you owe us uh and you know the, uh, it seems like a fair trade to me uh you know we saved your butt it twice. was
0: much f- more fair trade than other trades we've watched them except
1: Yes, totally.
0: And so they're like, "We want the cargo on the ship." They go to. I'm just going to sum up the rest of the episode very fast. Yeah, sorry. yeah. And sorry, then sorry. they, sorry. and that's all right. And then they go onto the ship. They start to get the cargo, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're also we're getting the cargo home because we're taking the ship." And yeah. then that's so when there's that twist of like, we didn't. I didn't agree to this. It goes, hey, you finish this deal out, and we'll give you everything you need. And then they eventually through a lot of fighting, get the ship, and then now he has the information he needs for more Jedi and then the name drop. Yes. that drove Amen. everyone crazy. Yes. Um, How do you pronounce that? Ashoka?
1: Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah.
0: Ahsoka Tano, who we were told is going to be in the season, finally gets her name said. Much right. like for the the way Wolverine's name was said before he made his appearance in Hulk. Yes. Like I don't know if you're too familiar with that. And Hulk 181 is Wolverine's first appearance. Hulk 180, Wolverine says his name off screen, and you can. Uh...
1: Well, and it, and it sort of is the,
0: and so that's also it's like first spoken. Yeah, line.
1: and and so it confirms. Well, so uh, you know, in essence, this moment is the confirmation that what people had been had been saying was going to happen is going to happen this season. Uh, so you know, from mm-hmm. the standpoint of they they would cast somebody, we we knew that the 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 uh, character would be reprised in live action, which is the big deal, much like mm-hmm. Bo Katan being um, brought about in in live action. Um, but it
0: yes, which I was going to go to now. this one I want to go back to Bo-Katan because yeah. Bo-Katan was somebody who appeared a lot in the Clone Wars, right?
1: Yes. But or was well, it Rebels? Well, um, Bo-Katan appeared both in in Rebels and in uh, Clone Wars. The interesting thing is the actress that plays her is actually the actress that voiced her as well. Um, and, I was
0: going to ask that as well, because it was like because that person looks identical to Bo-Katan.
1: Yes. And that was the thing that I was really I, I that's a nod to the the weaving of that storytelling from Filoni and everyone involved with Clone Wars that they would actually, <laughs> they had the foresight that they would, in essence, render this this character in one that makes, you know, the, I think her name is Katie Sackhoff, um, the actress mm-hmm. that plays uh, the heiress in the situation, Bo-Katan Kreese. Um, so yeah so the so these are two characters that I- introducing in the live action world are are a huge deal and, and so i think there was some people that were a bit afraid that the ahsoka tano was going to have a little bit of of luke and force awakens treatment uh we might see mm-hmm. her hooded you know at the very end of season two and so that was um you know sort of and, and I, I guess you know that could still be the case but for the uh,
0: record that would piss me off if uh, the whole season leads to someone's back
1: I, I'm, you know, all things are possible, right? Um, yes, but yes. but I'm just saying that the idea that it's happening now in chapter 11, you know, we're three episodes in. There's a there's a good likelihood that that's not going to happen, and that we're going to get to see uh, Ahsoka Tano here. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to see Rosario Dawson uh, play that role. And and so you know that's you know definitely something that that was a big deal for me. Uh, and then the other notion is tying in that Bo-Katan isn't just, you know, there. Uh, she's active. Part of the reason they're targeting that ship is is the grudge with the Empire over the Purge and mm. that she's after Moff Gideon because, uh, or should, I should say, she's after the Darksaber and suspects Moff Gideon has it. And we, as the dear viewers of this, know from a confirmation perspective and so do a few jawa that moth Gideon <laughs> <laughs> grandma Gideon has the dark saber um, so so that to me was was a bit of the things that kind of jump out in that perspective and then i'll yeah I'll and I was excited when she from... mentioned
0: her search for the dark saber and there was a short appearance by Moth Gideon in the
1: episode yeah as a as a hollow uh, as a hologram communicating uh, mm-hmm. so that was um, and so it it gives you know i think the the notion of you know we get a moment of the precariousness of mando getting from planet to planet at the very beginning uh we get mando really the the direness of mando in this environment that like people are going to double cross him and they're going to see him as a target no matter where he goes because of the armor and Mm -hmm. uh, and so you know to a certain extent i was i was sort of disappointed that he that he fell for that so so this season
0: has made that much bigger that the armor yes. is worth so much that he's going to get attacked for the armor itself.
1: Yeah. So, because he was for being attacked
0: for being a Mandalorian yes. or for like the fact that he's, they've kind of shown he's kind of a wealthy Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and let's be honest, right? The the fact that that is, uh, that the armor is left unpainted and that it is that shiny, like he is kind mm-hmm. of drawing a, a significant amount of attention to himself. Um, just as a quick aside, just to thumbnail this for later. Um, but I do think the color of Mando's armor is also a, a plot device. Uh, oh. as, as we see the introduction of, of Bo-Katan's crew mm-hmm. being in the blue armor, the fact that Mando is still in a gray tone armor, that I think is a, a signal that he's sort of not chosen sides, even though he was part of the tribe in nevero right? That the, the Yeah,
0: but of the outside armor. of that, the way that, the night owls all had a look and a painting yeah, they of their all job. had
1: a look right and so all of death watch has which produced. i
0: went back and re- did some screenshots of both yeah. what they it look like now in the series yep. and the cartoon and they just they recreated it it's amazing is it a right? great job of recreating it? yeah it's really awesome yeah like i was surprised to see that the star wars cartoons turned into live action translate so well
1: yeah well, and it's a testament to how they were doing the CG, right? Because, you know, we have the, the Clone Wars pre that was the animated one, right? And then the Clone Wars, that's the actual CG version. And I'm not sure what the most appropriate way to refer to those two things are. But, um, but you know, there is that animated, uh, more of an anime style that was happening um, just, before, um, just before episode two came out. And you can still find that out there. Um, it's not entirely clear to me if that's still considered canon, but that's beyond the point for right now but the but the you idea know what that i would
0: consider a lot of these things not considered canon until now i feel yeah, like mandalorian well, is stapling these things into canon
1: i think that, that there's a certain emphasis to what's going on right because uh, because of of when feloni includes something in mando it's really like it's like an emphasis on this is canon and this is canon and this is canon right
0: and, yeah and i'm thinking that's really great for him i mean we're enjoying it as viewers yeah. but it's also a little shellfish for him is that he is taking his creation as a cartoon and he's throwing it into the canon.
1: No. And, and it's like it's super, every episode, super awesome. he's
0: like throwing in a, a couple of new things. It is super, super awesome, but it's also super, super funny that it is him to do it. It's yeah. not like Lucas is like, you know, we're going to throw in some of Filoni's ideas. It's like, Disney was like, we don't have Lucas. Uh Filoni, what do you want to do? And he goes, uh, I want to make my cartoon live action. Yeah. And they're like, we have this other show. And he goes, well, they'll visit my cartoon,
1: <laughs> you know, like it's, it's really amazing. I mean, like we, we, you know, I don't want to go too deep into this one because I don't, I don't have the whole backstory. But, but it's it's clearly a vote of confidence from from Lucas to Filoni that you know, because these things oh, yeah. that were Filoni creations now are are in essence sort of being like reified and animated, or from an animated perspective into a full blown real world um, context. And so, so anyway, the the the, the armor color, I, I haven't heard anyone make this connection, so maybe I'm wrong, but I think that there's there's a gray. Uh, the gray in Mando's armor is significant, and I just will and I'll just mention that part of the reason I think mm-hmm. that also is is because uh, Ahsoka Hano is referred to as a gray Jedi. Um, so in Rebels, she had white light uh, white lightsaber blades. Uh, that mm-hmm. was meant to sort of signify this sort of neutral path, sort of um, that she was that she was walking on. And so I think there's a a small. Is it connection. white or yellow? Um. So she has white. She has white uh in in rebels she has white in Mm -hmm. uh in clone wars she had different colored uh different colored at period a period of time i think when she was a padawan she had a yellow and then she had a blue and then at Mm -hmm. some point she ended up with two blue um when you watch season season seven of uh, clone wars which focuses on the siege of mandalore uh, i believe in that situation she's got two blue Mm -hmm. this is the only podcast that gives you
0: homework as the listener
1: yeah yeah it is homework as a listener so and I, I think the yellow I think the yellow I'm, I'm not positive on this but I think the yellow is a nod to Plo Koon uh, Jedi Jedi Master Plo Koon is the one who discovered uh Ahsoka and so yeah so I, I was think told that-, that
0: yellow is when you actually achieve some sort of it's more than just neutral so you've achieved balance oh, okay
1: yeah so when you not- achieve
0: balance you can use yellow which is why they gave Ray yellow at the end of the sixth movie
1: it uh, might, be a, Wait, re- might maybe. be a little retcon, but yeah, okay. I'll t- uh, you know, I'll allow it. I was
0: it. told that by a guy who is obsessed with the video games, which have yeah. their own lore.
1: and that's and that's true. The the only reason I would defy that, and this is we're in the weeds, so I'll I'll just nod quickly and move along. Um, but but there's some talk in the episodes in Clone Wars, I think it's season four or season five, where um, where Ahsoka and Yoda take padawans to the ice planet of ilum to get their kyber crystals Mm. and and there's a a a lot of information around the kyber crystal picks you Mm -hmm. um or the sort of the kyber crystal sort of gifted to you as part of like like your learning path and so it's not clear to us now in the situation that we're in Mm -hmm. that of whether you know that's Uh, you know, in some cases stories are told because, or or why the story is told is more important than the story. And so, so, you know, we're going to have conflicts with the, with the overall canon as we go. And so, you know, who, who knows, but, but yeah, so I believe that that they were trying to sort of get this sort of connection, this force connection between the Kyber crystal and the Jedi that was being reinforced, but it's not clear how the current writers feel about that as opposed to as the mm-hmm. past so No, oh, but yeah okay so i will i will defer to you for where we should be uh but because we are definitely in the weeds on that one
0: yeah oh we're all over the place with this um but this was in a very interesting episode for especially the difference between your watching of star wars versus my watching of star wars where i feel yeah. like there wasn't there was so much for as far as rebels and clone wars that they almost didn't give a lot of easter eggs for other parts of star wars yeah, they're like, I mean, oh no, no, the fact that we're dealing with the night owls. Which I wanted to ask: Are all yeah. of them the same from the cartoon, or is this a different band of of loonies?
1: So the only one we have that's from uh, from the animated series is is katan right? Bocatan. Okay. Is, so Bo is is uh, Clan Crease. Clan Crease uh, is um, her. The so the so if you if you so just really quickly the the Mandalore the approach of Mandalore was sort of a pyramidal. Pyramidal power structure, and so there's a ruler mm-hmm. of Mandalore, um, and uh, there's a ruler of Mandalore, and then below that there are houses, and those houses are made up of families, and the families are referred to as clans. So when you'll see Mandalor- Mandalorians meet, they'll say something to the effect of, "Like I'm Clan Wren, House Visla." So that's an, a, a nod to that I'm part of the Wren family, but my allegiances are within the Visla uh, house, and the houses are underneath that ruler.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: um, so we meet Bo-Katan, uh, Bo-Katan Kreese, it's K-R-I-S-E. Her sister was Sabine, or I'm sorry, um, Satine Kreese, who folks that have watched the Mandalore or have watched Clone Wars, she was the ruler of Mandalore. She joined Nightwatch. Nightwatch is shown in, I believe, chapter, I think it's chapter six, the redemption in season one. Uh, they're, be- they're shown um, rescuing uh, Din as a as a child from a separatist attack. So that's Death mm-hmm. Watch. Uh Bo Katan was part of Death Watch. And but she was part of a faction within Death Watch called the Night Owls. Um, so so and people the people that we now
0: see. I'd like if you could people? explain the helmet difference. Now that we know a little about the people yes. difference.
1: Yes. Well just just quickly because we got t- we got three Mandalorians. Okay. So Casca okay. and Axe don't have, Casca and Axe do not have a representation in the comics, so helmet difference. Mm, okay. Now, just as a quick aside, from an Easter egg perspective, uh, notice that that when Bo takes her helmet off, it, the, there's a there's a depressurizing sort of sound similar to Vader's helmet. Um, and mm. so, uh, so I did just, not notice. Yeah, so just a quick, quick Easter egg. We can throw that in the Easter egg section later. But so the helmet difference is um, that. Or I, I mention all the things about Death Watch and the Night Owls. Death Watch was was considered to be sort of their own separatist or extremist group, and they were trying to take over, reintroduce the warlike ways of the Mandalorian to Mandalore. And so there's a nod in there where Din says that Mandalore is a cursed planet, and part of the reason of that is that the the warring over the years had basically created a desert around the main city. Um, so. So Death Watch sees, sees themselves as trying to bring back a particular cultural approach to the, the traditions of the warfare around the Mandalorian. Amongst that group, what we find out in this episode is amongst that group is a, is a splinter that is, uh, that is the children of the Watch. And so that is a Death Watch group that had broken off. Uh, Bo-Katan refers to them as extremists. And their extreme perspective was that you should never uh, you should never remove your helmet. And so the removing of the helmet or that we get from season one, which had confused people beyond, you know, anybody who'd watched Rebels and Clone Wars were like, well, everyone else takes their helmets off. So what like this isn't the way. Yeah, this is not the way. This is definitely not the way. What way is the way that Mm -hmm. uh, Din Djarin is is walking? And, and so what we're finding out now, or the, the, the nugget that is dropped, that in essence ripples from this episode is that Mando was part of, was, a, was a foundling. He was raised in the fighting corps. He, he says that in season one, but the fighting corps uh, and the tribe that was um, in essence covert, or they were hiding the, the armor and everyone else in Nevero that tribe was actually uh, the, the children of the watch or simply just referred to as the watch. And so they had created this uh, approach or culture around reintroducing the, the approach that they believed to be the true way of Mandalore of the original ruler of the Mandalorian people. Good. All yeah, right. that's
0: great. Um, I do want to just throw out a couple little things, although we did a, uh, I feel like the episode's already so complete. I also feel like, like, I'm like hey Andy, you want to do this podcast? And it's like, hey Andy, you want to you just explain the whole thing to me? You want to explain the whole thing? And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, almost you, feel like I need to tell the listener. I did, I did follow the, the story. I know some of the, st- I know some Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was, I was, there was not much as far as the Easter eggs go. I think because we're dealing with an Easter egg being a main character. Yeah, Uh, I I did not notice the Imperial Walker that you did which was awesome I did think that it was interesting to see a Mon Calmari in like a labor job we've seen them in the heavy parts of like the military and I guess kind of Navy-ish but like never before have I seen them like become repair guys and also I can't tell if the squid showed up because the Mon Calmaris are just sloppy with their squids or if it was from when it got into the ocean I don't know enough about the ocean of this planet to know.
1: I think the squid in the soup is kind of like the 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 tofu in your miso soup. Like sure, I think you sure. no, you're but there's a ex- squid at the end as well that's,
0: that we thought was going to attack Baby Yoda. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. As they're and, flying
0: up, that I thought I saw drop out of the window. But yes, and he's slurping the end of a squid.
1: Well, he didn't drop out of like, the window. Yeah, he definitely didn't drop out of the window. Something so.
0: fell out of the window. Yeah, and so I assumed it's just like a black like box and you're like, Oh, that was the squid. And you're like, no, maybe probably not. Probably just the thing that fell off.
1: So, so the, um, the Mon Cal guy, but too, by the way, quick, the, the guy who refueled, who, who did yeah. know, whatever whatever he could for a thousand credits. If you take a look yeah, at to flag yeah, it looks like he's wearing like a Christmas sweater. Like he, or, <laughs> or he's, he's wearing like a woven sweater. Like it's not necessarily a material. We normally would see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's got a little bit of the, of the like hipster sailor vibe. Yeah, uh, in, in that. And then just as a quick aside, uh, the, the Mon Caldo are, are, are sort of known for being really handy around starships. Um, mm. and so, so that's just, you know, so I think that they, they saw so they're, that.
0: Like, they're good for fleets.
1: Yeah, they're good for fleets. Like the, the B-Wing was actually invented. The B-Wing fighter was invented by a Mon Cal. Uh, oh, okay, And, they, and they, he I was, an, you know, movie. so they're they're engineers and and mechanics and technicians that are at least that's that's somewhat uh, somewhat mm-hmm. established, but, you know, not not in the films for sure.
0: And I know that they're showing Baby Yoda eat like everything, yes. but I do want to comment that he is most famous for chasing a frog and eating a frog in the first yes. season and then to bring it now where there's a full five foot frog species that he can't stop from eating
1: it's a bit of it's tender like, moment oh, right he just he's eats sort and of petting he's petting the uh, the spawnling or whatever yeah i uh, was really
0: worried i think we all I were thought, very nervous that he was going to eat that baby in front of those parents
1: yeah i was also a bit concerned
0: <laughs> he's becoming there's getting to a point where he needs to understand consequence you know <laughs> yeah
1: he definitely like
0: he's anyway. petting it and like he's there must be a thought where there's like oh i ate his brothers and sisters I and when hope. they reunited, I fully expected that dad to turn on uh, Mando, and he didn't.
1: He did not. No, and no. I, he said, I "You're welcome
0: was... in English," which I was like, "What?"
1: Yeah.
0: I'll oh, in that. English. Wow.
1: Yeah, that was it. Was pretty cool though. The, the the little nods there, and the you know the the Mister X, I think too, are are part of the reason why you didn't need uh, some of the Easter eggs, um, because there were yeah. enough Mister X that would get your attention. Um, yeah it was great you didn't, you didn't I know. loved
0: it what would you uh, rate this episode as
1: I'd say it's, it's easy you know well I don't know what the scale is but it, it was it's been my favorite so far we haven't so invented far. the
0: scale yet that's the yeah, best part yeah, yeah. so like uh,
1: that's why I give it a seven which five, is out of seven yeah five helmets <laughs> <laughs> I would not take any of them off
0: yeah I, uh, <laughs> I take five helmets off for this this was a good one <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah no like uh uh i don't know uh, number of mudhorns um you know like uh, how many mudhorn eggs would you rate it um <laughs>
0: yeah or like how many mandalorian size where you just like <laughs> how many questioning looks any
1: question yeah how many questioning looks there there uh there, there was a couple well I don't know if they're Easter eggs, I guess. So maybe you, you, I'll ask you if they're Easter eggs or not. But they're um, – oh, God, I think his name is um, – I'm going to mess up here. Uh, the sound designer for the original Star Wars trilogy was Ben Burtt, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, Sounds ben right. Burt, he also okay. did the
0: sound for w- Wally.
1: Yes, he did the sound for Wally, and And I, th- I think – Okay, no, he's still alive. I was gonna say I think he's dead, but um sad R2 noise. No, 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 he is no, he's he's alive. I know I've been well. But uh, but so so there, you know, like you know what the Wilhelm scream is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh so there are some some Star Wars noises that sound really, you know, iconically Star Wars, like uh, there's a few noises from the Mandalorian or well, the Mandalorian is trying to get things online and then and then Mm -hmm. you know, kind of engine noises. That are reminiscent of Millennium Falcon, um, yeah, and so- the Wilhelm scream is a
0: very famous sound effect, but it's used outside of Star Wars. Star it's Wars a- also uses it. Yeah, it's used, it was used before Star Wars. It's used after Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know if I'd consider that an Easter egg because it is so commonly used. We're just so used to it. Well, to- but, totally, but it is cool that it appears.
1: Yeah. So my point is just, if you know that, that the Wilhelm, you know, like noticing the Wilhelm scream is kind of like a, like a little, like hat tip nod. Right. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I think there are some, I think there are some sound effects um, within the episodes, like the depressurized helmet. And then there's a, a there's, at which least I'm a not mo- putting
0: in this episode, but if you guys go Google the Wilhelm scream, you'll yeah. re-
1: recognize it instantly and be like,
0: Oh, this has been in a hundred things.
1: Yeah. You hear it. Once you, once someone's told you about it, then you hear it, you mm-hmm. you will like pick it up. So it's, it's, but so I do think there there aren't a bunch of uh, of Easter eggs, um, and so so or at least I haven't found them. So I haven't.
0: I've watched it twice so far, and I looked. The second one was to find the Easter eggs.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. I think that's I, I a, that's think a, I think that's good. That's okay. I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, this is the way, Andy.
1: It is the way, or maybe is it? Is this the way? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's what the show's called. <laughs> <laughs>